Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play podcast. I'm Draw Play Dave, your host. With me, as always, is that pen that still has ink in it but just won't write, Sam Grezis. Thank you so much. That's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me, Dave. Really? Man, you've lived a charm life. No, I just really hate those pens. <laughs> it's true. I have one in my hand right now. I was trying to scribble down some notes, and it wasn't working. And that's pretty much the story of how I came up with that joke right there They're, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Behind behind the scenes here at uh, here at uh, the Draw Play podcast. This is like the fourth or fifth time I've come up with a title for you that's basically been something within my visual range at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm not mad at that. No, it works. Anyway, we have a guest this week joining us for the very first time. Um, he, you... If you read my comic, which obviously I hope you do, especially if you've listened to this, you may have recognized this fan. I've drawn him a few times in the comic. He's the guy who gets his ACL torn out by the black market in one comic. Um, welcome to the show, uh, local Chargers fan, Ross Hester. Hey guys, how's it going? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. I am a uh, podcast rookie as well as just a drop play podcast rookie, so this will be fun. It's nice. not too strenuous. We we don't have like really <laughs> set schedules. We just kind of wing it and yeah. hope that people like our wonderful chemistry. Wonderful. That's right. But with intros out of the way, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be said, we finally have football back. We football do, is I, back. Uh, I love it so much. I'm so happy about it. I had it, This was one of those cases where I didn't realize how much I missed it until it was there again. Yep. The instant it happened, it's like when you don't think you're hungry... And then you have a bite and you just scarf the entire thing down. That was pretty much my experience with that preseason game. Sure. At least for the first two quarters. And then I lost interest because it's preseason game. Yeah, I, t- I tell myself every year that I'm not going to watch preseason because preseason is meaningless. And every year I end up flipping through channels, turn it on, and I just lay there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have it's no perfect. idea who any of these players are, but it's football. It's really good to work to. I, I've noticed that like you you can't have it on like you have netflix on where you're you're not really intensely watching it but you're keeping an eye on it just in case something stupid happens mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm, baseball mm-hmm. except you don't have your eye on it <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's just noise in the background did you uh did you guys watch all weekend or just like a few games i i only watched uh my boy trevor simeon play so oh, whenever mark sanchez or uh Lynch was in I, I turned the TV off but hey I mean he looked good I like I was joking about it well not even joking about it. I was kind of half joking about it but it's actually looking like he might get the starting job which would be really exciting for me poor Mark Sanchez um, yeah really poor Mark Sanchez <laughs> Sanchez seems like a decent enough guy yeah Maybe he'll be okay with it yeah hopefully hopefully and I mean, even if he doesn't get the starting job, it's not like he won't be making money, and it's not like he won't. Um, it's not like he won't like see the field as a backup. He's done that before, and you know he seems perfectly happy doing it. Oh yeah, I um, I did have plans all weekend, but I did make sure to record at least the first half of the Chargers Titans game. I knew that Rivers was only going to play one series. Um, Melvin Gordon actually did something, so that's that's mm-hmm. a net positive. Wow. He actually ran over, <laughs> ran over a couple people on his way into the end zone, so that was nice. Um, the rest of the game, we don't need to talk about. But <laughs> 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 yeah, when you let up 300 yards rushing in, in the preseason, there's nothing else that needs to be said. Nope. In the I pretty much yeah. feel the same way about the Giants game. They... They started off with a touchdown drive, and then they didn't do a single thing for the rest of that game, and the Dolphins embarrassed them. So, yeah. But Eli didn't even play. <laughs> they, they just stuck Nassib in there, and he was garbage, as, <laughs> as we expected. I was... So, I, I didn't really... I paid more attention to the Eagles. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the first game I turned on, and because it was clown ball within the first yeah, sure. literal minute. And I I forgot how much I missed Clown Ball. Clown Ball is great. Clown Ball is wonderful. More fun than watching a game you don't care about that's just entertaining. Yeah, Yeah. I was I was incredibly entertained by a team I have no passion for and another team that I actively hate. Wasn't that what football is all about? 
I mean, yeah. you only get one game a week usually that you you really care about until you hit the playoffs. So like, ma- the majority of our time watching football is watching teams we don't care about if we have like Sunday ticket or you know we're watching the Red Zone channel. So yeah, that's like one of my favorite parts of you football. Know, I've, too. I've always wondered: Do we like our own teams more than we hate other teams? Like Dave, do you do you like the Giants oh, more than you hate the Eagles? <laughs> yes, I I would definitely say that. I I like my my sort of character and hashtag brand online is definitely a pure Eagles hatred. Like want to see them burn in a volcano. But overall, I don't really care as much as long as the Giants are doing okay. I definitely care more about the Giants than I do the other teams. But I. Don't get me wrong. I when I watch the Eagles or the Redskins or the Cowboys, I'm actively rooting for them to lose. Fair enough. <laughs> but I would definitely yeah. consider myself more of a Giants fan than hating the other teams. I'm so I'm I mean I'm so not so not. I am so happy when the Cowboys lose. So happy. Isn't when most the of America Patriots... except Texas? And not even not yes. Even most and of here's Texas. here's the thing. Only half of Texas. <laughs> no, that's true. I, only yeah. only half. I. I would venture to say even like less than half of of Texas. I actually it's funny, I was out uh in Wrigleyville the other day uh with Ray, a uh, previous guest of the show, and I uh gave him my phone to Tinder for me because that's one of my favorite things to do uh is give your phone away to people to let them Tinder for you. He found a a a girl who seemed very sweet. Uh you know, her profile was good. She had cute pictures. Uh, but one of them was her in a cowboy's uniform, and he he said, "Sam, I am saving you. I'm doing the Lord's work here." And he just you know swiped left, and I I you know I gave him a, <laughs> gave him a big old friend. hug because you know it's not it worth a true it. friend. It's not worth it. No, 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 not at all. It's not worth it. Is exactly friggin' right. As much as I love watching the Eagles and the Cowboys lose, like our division's been such crap for like five years now that I don't know. I guess it. I'm really happy when they lose to us, but when they lose to other teams, I'm not quite as surprised. I I think I actually feel the most passion when the Patriots lose, simply because it doesn't happen often enough. See, that's me Mm. in the last five years with Mm -hmm. Denver. (laughs) Every, every, they actively make me root for the Patriots, and I really, I cannot, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It is. That's some strong hate. I usually try to yeah. ask this about uh, fans who come on the show. Uh, how did you become a Chargers well, fan? Tell us your uh, little fan story. Well, my grandparents on my dad's side, this is important, they uh, bought season tickets when the Chargers moved down here to Balboa Stadium in 1961. And they've had season tickets ever since. Um, my mom's parents, on the other hand, grew up as Raiders fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yes, and a house um, divided. I always like to tell this story. My uh, my parents this is before I was born, but my parents and my dad's parents they went to a Chargers Oilers playoff game, and I think it was 1981. And my mother was rooting against San Diego, rooting for the Oilers, and my grandmother took her full beer and just poured it on my mom's head. Good <laughs> grandmother. Good. <laughs> But I, I, yeah. I had to pick a team <laughs> yes. when I was about That's six good. or seven, and I, I went with dad instead of mom. So, Did your parents so- try and pressure you into did. either or? <laughs> they, they actively told me they would never <laughs> let me into their house if I was wearing anything silver and black. So, <laughs> And I believe them. <laughs> well, down there in Southern California, that's probably a poor choice of clothing anyway because of how hot it is. <laughs> that's true. Oh, God. I'm, yeah, I'm trying I... <laughs> to imagine that right now. Like duct tape uh, shirt and sweatpants. It has been kind of warm out here lately, but it's San Diego. I can't complain too much. It's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just, oh, I don't like it. I'm just going to go outside and bask in the glory. When you wake up and look out your window and see water, it's, you really can't complain about much. (laughs) So, but going back to the, the Eagles in Tampa Bay. I, I really wanted to say this because this was clearly the funniest thing that happened all weekend, at least to me, because I'm an asshole. So let me let me paint you a bit of a word picture here. It's, it's the 2016 draft. It's the second round. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they decide that they're going to trade up. 
we don't know who's who they're trying to trade for. All the draft experts on TV are trying to figure out who they've traded up for. And it ends up being Robert Aguayo. Is that his name? I think so. I think that's how you pronounce it. Robert Aguayo, kicker. A kicker, I think, from North, like, which state was it? I, I don't, it, honestly, it doesn't really He was really in Florida matter. State, wasn't he? Flor- it might have been Florida State. He yeah. was a kicker. The point is, they traded up for a kicker in the second round. That's funny enough as it is. This guy was touted, like, the whole time as the most accurate kicker in college football, I think, under the with the caveat of, like, under 45 yards or something like that. Because yeah, I don't he think he missed a single kick in college at all yeah. from that distance. Yeah, which, it that that's great. But at the same time, it, it, modern NFL, if you, you want to be close to that, at least, from under 45. After 45, I think kickers are given some leeway, but, like, under 40 and under 45, I think you want to be, like, Maybe 90s, maybe high 80s percentage-wise. But this guy, regardless, touted incredibly accurate. The Bucks score a touchdown in the first quarter. He sent, he goes out there for his very first professional kick, and he shanks it. He shanked the PAT. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I don't care how inconsequential that miss is. I don't care if he had jitters. That's hysterical. And I couldn't watch, like, the next 10 minutes of the game because I was laughing so <laughs> laughing hard. Laughing so hard. Oh, man. Is that the earliest that a kicker's been taken since the Janikowski draft? Probably. I feel like it. But the funny thing was was hearing everyone right after the draft trying to justify it. And Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. instant, too. It was absolutely... There wasn't even uh, the delay of, like, I this might not have been a good idea. They were instantly like, this is actually a really good idea. Oh, he's you know, the most accurate kicker. If if you can lock up your pos- that position for ten years, like don't you go get it in the high yeah. rounds? I'm sitting there like, no, <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't. Like, look, as great as Janikowski is, the Raiders could have had him in the third or later. They spent a first round pick. Kickers, they're just not worth those high picks. It's not saying they're not good players, but at no. that point in the draft, when you have so many other needs, because Tampa Bay was not a good team last year. No, they no, had so no. many other positions in a relatively deep draft for the positions they needed, and yeah. they took a kicker. Traded up to take a kicker. There's just no. Oh, no, that's right. I totally forgot <laughs> that, I, that they traded up. I think up it's to the traded that. up that makes it. If yeah. they had just let it fall to him, they traded up like three or four a spots. Few spots. Were they yeah, really afraid right. of like just waiting three or four more spots to get a kicker instead of giving up? I think they gave up next year's third rounder mm-hmm. for it. Something like that. I'm just imagining their war room. I've, I don't know who was right before them in the second round, but I, I just imagine their GM getting a phone call and him just putting the phone down and just saying, guys, the Bears are going to take him. We need to do this now. <laughs> the, and the Bears guys on the other end of the phone, like, I just got off. I told him we're taking the kicker. <laughs> I was watching Panic. <laughs> then Tampa takes the kicker. And then the Bears guy just calls him back up and just laughs into the phone. Yep, yep. Doesn't even say anything. Just cackles maniacally. I just imagine getting on a uh, Skype call with the rest of the GMs. And like, they totally bought it. They bought, they bought it, guys! <laughs> God, they're so dumb! That was the highlight of preseason week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, outside that, I think the most things I, I got... I was kind of interested in watching what Wentz could do. But he looked oh, he looked like a rookie. He made some good throws, and he made some awful throws. Sure. And I was watching a, a local stream that had Mike Mayock as the announcer. Oh, God. And, oh, Mike Mayock apparently is a Philly oh, guy, and Lord. it was just... Did you not know oh, that oh, already? I did not know that. <laughs> oh, I, I confess I didn't oh, know that. And, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I kind of liked Mike Mayock before this week. Oh, no. I I don't like him anymore. See, and that's oh, the fun. That's no. another fun part about preseason. It's always the home announcers doing it. Yeah, that's true. Oh God, <laughs> you should have. I've heard... heard Homer announcers before, but I don't know if I've ever heard a Homer announcer <laughs> as bad as Mayock was during that game. About Car- Carson Wentz threw like the worst pass he threw all game, <laughs> and he's just like, "Well, yeah, Carson. He knows that, that wasn't what." You have to do. He's going to learn from that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, get his dick out of your mouth. Ugh. So both of you guys are Giants fans, right? No. No, no. I'm a, I'm, okay. I'm a Bears fan. 
so I, I took great pleasure in watching, again, former Northwestern quarterback Trevor <laughs> Simeon lead uh, the Broncos to, I, be- I believe, 22 to fucking nothing victory <laughs> over my home team. A team, by, a team, by the way, that I said would go uh, eight and I, I believe I said they'd go like eight and eight or better this season. I'm thinking I might have given them about six too many wins. Oh, <laughs> oh. I don't think they're that bad. I I, I Listen, see the Bears. It's, it's, I think the Bears are a five to six win team. I, I I am so not convinced of that anymore. I know it's well, preseason. I think they're going to beat the Lions starters. at least once. Oh, I, did you see the gif of Jay Cutler? Him like shooting the gun. <laughs> No, no, I didn't. There was a little moment where the camera's focused on Cutler as he was like waiting for a play to come in, and he's like making this gun motion, like like he's clicking the gun, and he's got like a typical Cutler face on, like, "What? Come on, come on! I'm waiting for you to answer it. Come on!" Good. And there, there was immediately a gif of but, it all uh, over the. Internet. Reason I asked, uh, I wanted to know, um, Dave, did you get a chance to watch yes. the Dallas game? And Dak Prescott is apparently a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. I know. I hope that was a fluke. <laughs> Apparently Jared Goff is a complete well, trash pile. Much too. like their stadium. Uh, again. Up in LA. <laughs> <Did you guys laughs> there you go. The tweets of the parking situation in Los Angeles. I don't even think I need to they... see tweets about that. <laughs> I'm I'm imagining the end I of I can already the film see it. Well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't see Dwayne the, the actual Johnson. cars, but I did see a montage of the little signs that tell you where to park, and they were charging eighty to a hundred dollars for. I am are, dead are you serious. Fucking kidding me! For like for the designated parking? parking, parking on people's lawns. Oh, <laughs> that's. Wow. Uh, I guess. I uh, maybe maybe you guys are sweet summer childs but when i went to the uh patriots stadium it was similar prices to that we i think we paid 50 bucks to park on someone's front lawn well i mean there's a difference between the front lawn parking and the official parking right it's always ridiculous uh, if you're parking in the stadium usually that kind of parking that is is not at the stadium one it's like a mile and a half walk away so are you still really going to be paying like $100 for that, you know, and is that fair? I mean, if there's nowhere else to go and you really want to go, I mean, the biggest problem with the Patriot Stadium is it's in the middle of the woods and That's true. The, the, the parking lot itself isn't too big. So it's just everyone who lives on that corridor yeah, just the, opens the up The issue with LA is that USC mm-hmm. is closing their parking lots for Rams games. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I did hear about that, and I was like, like "That's that not going to end three well." Years. Welcome back to LA. <laughs> yep, yep. It's gonna, t- it's gonna that take them three going years to, to build that stadium. That's. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be incredibly. It's going to be it's incredibly going to be ridiculous, so and none gaudy. of us are gonna be able you know, to afford to go. I think in three years, I think nope. the Chargers are actually playing at the Rams. So, and who knows? It might be the same stadium. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw Dak Prescott. I missed the, the the Saturday games because I went on a camping trip this past weekend. Outdoorsy. I just Ooh, look at you. Oh yes, oh, too yes. good, too good for preseason football. Going out <laughs> camping with your tent and your little jar of sterno and your cast iron pan that you cook pizza in when we you're camping. We didn't cook pizza, and I don't even know if you know what pizza actually is. Okay, week, okay. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we seriously bringing back? No, no. I just, okay, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to zing you. <laughs> no, I went camping out in the mountains. I had a good time. So that's, uh, I mean, from here on out, it's pretty much just wedding stress because mm. early September is, I'm tying the knot. So had to get in one, one good one. vacation before... My life is taken over by small minutia. Well, yeah, but planning then you get another party. vacation at the end, which is yeah, kind of cool. That'll be nice. Yeah. I'm going to miss week one. I'm going to be watching week one in Scotland. I, That's going to be interesting. I, I was going to say, I don't really have any sympathy for you for that. <laughs> if that was if you were trying to be like, oh, man, I don't get to be in America for week one of the uh, of the NFL regular season. <laughs> I, First world. I would like to say yeah, congratulations, really, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for being a nice person, Ross. You're much better than my co-host. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, I mean, football's back. I was happy to see it. Yeah. It's going to be crap. Uh, it, 
we've had injuries have started to happen. Oh, a, a fair amount too. Uh, yeah, you know, it feels like it a lot of injuries in like the past two days have suddenly yeah. cropped up. You know, is it just me, or are there more injuries this year? <laughs> I feel like that question is asked <laughs> at this specific time every year, and I always want to answer it yes, even though I know the answer is no. I feel like that 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 question's always with ACL tears, and yeah, it's like almost always. I don't think we've had too many ACL tears yet. Just Thad Lewis, I think. Mm-hmm. Thad Lewis went down. You better knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised that half of these injury reports aren't the Giants, except for Cruz, who we already knew was dead. So yeah. nobody knew was getting hurt. That's kind of refreshing yeah. for once after the past three years of watching them all die. <laughs> it was just, it was just the one you expected. So you know, just it, when Cruz, he, when he didn't come back last year after working so hard, I'm like, he's mm-hmm. done. He's yeah. not gonna come back. He's not coming back this year. The fact that this is almost exactly what happened last year. He was ready to go, and then he just he they sat him out week one because of sort of a nagging groin injury, just like a a slight thing that they weren't too worried about. And then he didn't play the rest of the year, so yeah, he's he's not coming back. He he's not. I wanted him to come back. I figured he'd come back for like two or three games. He'd try too hard and end up straining something else. But it doesn't even look like we're gonna get that. You yeah, called you what... called something similar to that on an earlier episode, if if I remember correctly. Probably, you were like we get we get one or two disappointing games out of Victor Cruz, and then he's just going to be done. It just seems like a really big waste of talent. He he reminds me a lot of uh, Denario Alexander, where mm. you would see just these flashes, and then there would always be something, and it would never be the same injury. It's always an elbow, a knee, an yeah. ankle, just tweaking something. It's always a bummer when you see it player who's genuinely talented just not doing anything. I, I remember feeling that way about watching Bob Sanders on the Colts. That dude yeah. was really fun to watch, but he was made of glass. Right. And it's like could, he I, almost didn't even know he was made of glass because he was no, just... because he was like 5'9". Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just threw himself at people. It's kind of like... It was kind of like the way Vic would just run into people sometimes and you're like, you're not big enough to take these hits buddy that's why you can't finish a season (laughs) i think i think when you're when you've gone through life as talented as vic was you don't it doesn't even cross your mind that someone can actually catch you until they actually catch you (laughs) yeah there's also then this is something i actually think is really interesting uh talking with people who've played football when you have the pads on it literally feels like a suit of armor. So you do get that kind of confidence that's like, I'm going to run straight at this person. I'm wearing armor. What 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 are they going to do about it? I'm not going to get hurt. Whatever. So there there might be that kind of mental uh, block to it as well, where it's like, nah, man, I'm 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 in my armor. You can't you can't hurt me. I don't care that I'm you know four foot three and eighty pounds. I'm gonna I'm gonna truck you in the face. I always hear that argument kind of, you know, because players, they wear those helmets today and they're just treating themselves like missiles. And every once in a while, I'll hear that argument. Well, maybe put them back in those leather helmets, uh, because, well, which I, I don't agree with. But no. I, I kind of see the lo- the sort of twisted logic there of right. you're probably less likely to launch yourself like a human missile at people mm-hmm. when your head isn't that well guarded well it's it's the it's the difference kind of between uh the way football is played and the way rugby the right the way rugby is played right rugby you don't have any pads but there's still that tackling that wrestling motion just the fact that you don't have pads and your opponents don't have pads the way that the rules are set and the way that tackling ends up working uh, necessarily, not not because of the rules, but the way that tackling has to work is very different. Um, which is which is also why uh, you get less injuries in rugby. But when injuries happen, they're really gruesome. Like uh, that time where someone stepped on someone else's crotch and uh, they had to. Well. Uh, it, it was probably one of the most horrific sports injuries I had ever heard about, um, and and the guy ended up finishing the game with a staple in his ball sack. So uh, 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. He got right back on the field, by the way, after, you know. That puts, like, Ronnie Lott to shame. You sound like hockey players. Oh, oh, you hurt the top of your pinky? Yeah, my (laughs) balls were split open, and I went back out there. The, 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 the. The recap I read of it was like apparently one of his boys were, was literally just hanging out, like, and, uh, and they they stapled it back together and he was oh. out. He was back out there in like five ten minutes. I mean, if you're an opponent and you see that happen, like, oh, God, what do you think? Rock. You're just like, oh my God, his, his balls are just hanging out by these bloody threads, oh, and he's just God. coming back in and looking at me. I'm not gonna. No, you can have the game, I man. Sitting here I, I would, I would be, yeah, I would be horrified at one what I had done, and then two, I would be horrified about what that person is planning on doing to me because of what I had done. You know, <laughs> oh. so, so I get, I, I get the argument, right? That is, uh, is you know, don't give them pads because it'll make the game change in a way that is kind of safer. I don't think that's the answer, but I think I think there might be something of value there, if that makes sense. You know, I think that's a yeah. decent jumping off point. They just really need to start like celebrating good tackling instead of, you know, celebrating the big hit. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, think that's ever gonna good, happen. It's good, not gonna happen, tackling, but I can dream. You have to practice that and with all the non contact practices. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But that, but then again, man, if uh, if ta- if people are tackling safer, is a non-contact practice that much worse than a contact practice? If every single tackle is a hundred percent perfect, you know. Well, I mean, if they're not tackling, if they're not learning how to tackle properly, that just makes it more dangerous when they get into the actual game. Yeah, like that's these, very true. They're doing these non-contact practices, but football is a contact sport. You're missing an entirely important element to the game with these practices. So I, maybe you got to get the players into the groove of how to hit, that kind of thing. I mean, that's what they do for a living for most of the year. But still, when you're you're doing these non-contact practices, you, you got to get back into that, that well, groove. Even, even with the I mean? non-contact practices, yeah. even going beyond tackling, offensive line play the last few years has been awful. And yes. if your offensive line yes. isn't working together every single day and actually blocking, it's what, what's it going to look like when you're actually yeah. going against some another team in live in a live game? I think the answer is robots <laughs> tackling robots. <laughs> I'd watch robot football. Yo, I would watch ro- the cyborg football. Robot I'm just football. waiting for like augmentations from like Deus Ex or something to happen so we can just watch <laughs> the, the, these people who aren't actually getting hurt just hitting each other horribly yo shout out to i think the new deus ex coming out this week by the way so very timely reference dave thank you i really enjoyed the last one i think we need to i think we need to define what a catch is before robots please fucking please (laughs) my kingdom for you know a definition of a catch did you see what the yes the new rule is yes for a catch it's longer than the other explanation just as much sense right it's not it doesn't fix anything a catch doesn't deserve its own chapter in the rule book no i think it was drew mcgarry or someone on deadspin came up with just it's just you get two hands of the ball you get two feet down from then on it's it's a catch from then on if you drop it it's a fumble like it was that would add a lot more chaos but that's simple there it is it's strict chaos is fun it was two points of contact i think was the idea so if it's like you catch it and you go to the ground if it's like your foot and your elbow or, you know, your entire butt, a butt yeah. cheek and another butt cheek, uh, that that defines the catch, he had which two I don't down. think. Yeah, two cheeks down. Two Yo, cheeks down. if that were the thing, you know, a replay of, of, of someone going to the ground and getting the ball jarred loose. <laughs> and uh, and they and video replay confirms that only one cheek was down, so it was an incomplete pass. I think it was two years ago. Uh, somebody they were there was a challenge of whether or not somebody was down, and uh, Al Michaels said derriere on television. He did because he, he was, because it was down on the butt, 
and he's he's like he oh yeah he landed up his rear end yeah his uh his derriere was down and Collinsworth trying to like snicker in. <laughs> Come on. I wonder if they have a cough button on their headsets so they can just laugh. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> they probably do. It's it's. I'm sure they have a kill button, right? That's like. I wish Collinsworth had a kill button. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> or maybe they do, and we don't know how annoying he actually is. Oh, jeez. They just they just. Maybe we're getting filtered, Collinsworth. Says. That is. That's a scary, That's a scary yeah, thought. Yeah, that is horrifying, actually. Because now I'm thinking about Phil Simms and Jim Nance. I know, I know you like them more than I do. Uh, not that you like. I don't. Them at all, I, I yeah, about to say don't don't make. Yeah. that makes me sound like I like them. I no, don't. no, 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 no. I, I just, I just mean that I hate them more than you do. That's all yes. I meant. Um, so that. What what announcers do we like? John Gruden. <laughs> John Gruden. I love and John Gruden. I like Al Michaels. Be the, Al Michaels is fine. Mike Tirico, I liked. Yeah, I like Tirico. I'll miss him. Uh, I they, they don't have him anymore, but I love Gus Johnson. Yeah, Gus Johnson was. Very- I think Gus Johnson was a little overrated. Every not everything is super exciting, Gus. That was part know. of his charm. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. I can't get mad at someone who's really when, excited. When he's about so everything. happy for like a three-yard run that had like a nice tackle, it's there's it's like a like a childish charm to it. I, I just have that. I just have that play in my head a few years ago when uh, Brandon Stokely caught yes. that pass for Denver. <laughs> I, I talked about this on like one of the early episodes. My my friend was a Bengals fan, and we kept that. DVR recorded on our <laughs> machine because every t- every time he would give me and my roommate sass, we would just play it and piss him off. <laughs> That's my favorite call of all time because of just how much he loses his mind. Uh, I think I'm still partial to the he did what call from Michaels. Mm. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. I, I like the, the call when uh, Dan Connolly ran back that kickoff. He's just like, this Dan Connolly... The right guard. The right <laughs> guard. Guard. <laughs> so good. That was great. Did you guys get a chance? I don't know if you talked about this last week, but did you get a chance to see the um, the new ESPN countdown? People? No, no. Um, still Chris Berman, but, right? Um, yes, but this is his farewell tour, right? Yes. But uh, Charles Woodson, Matt Hasselbeck, and Randy Moss. That so sounds like all, such a great crew. All ninety-eight draft. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But Randy Moss came out on fire right after they they canceled that game. He was calling for people to lose their job, and it was amazing to to actually listen to. Was he? So we yeah. were talking about we, that, yeah. About none of us actually watched game. it, but I would. That sounds like such a better lineup than who they used to have. It I, really. I mean, it doesn't I, even sound like I can tell you that it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to Randy Moss talk. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's one of those amazing things where if you hear him talk without knowing who he is or seeing a picture of him, mm-hmm. you're like, who is... You're picturing, like, this farmer down <laughs> in West Virginia just, like, on his tractor talking, and then you look at it, it's like, wait, this is a freak of nature athlete. <laughs> Randy Moss. <laughs> I, I love Randy. Straight I love Matt Hasselbeck, me. too. Matt Hasselbeck, all reports are that he's a legitimately funny dude, which... I never would have expected, honestly. Have you never watched an interview with him? He's a, I, I, he is a legitimately charming guy. He's the one that had that commercial a few years ago about how he put his daughters to sleep by reading his playbook. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back when he was with the Seahawks. He told, I think, like, six, five or six years ago, they had that series of player commercials for the Super Bowl where they were, like, telling, like, a story about something like that. And Hasselbeck's story was how he was backing up Brett Favre, and Brett Favre would get tons of fan mail. And one day, he he got one piece of fan mail. He was like, oh my gosh, someone actually cares about me. And he opened it up, and it's somebody asking him to get Favre's autograph for him, because Favre <laughs> wouldn't respond to his other letters. That's creative. <laughs> it is. Just send send a letter to the backup quarterback trying to get the real quarterback. So I'm going to send a letter to... I'm going to send a letter to Trevor Simeon trying to get Mark Sanchez's autograph. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be funnier, though, if you... So, I'm going to send a letter to Mark Sanchez 
asking for Trevor Simeon's autograph. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. You should send one to both of them, just so they both get the letter at the same time and, and they just get, get really, really confused. confused. <laughs> I might actually do that. It's it's. Or you send you send both of them a letter asking for Paxton Lynch's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mention to it in each letter being like, "Hey, I sent uh, I sent an email uh, I sent him a letter to to Mark too, but you know if he can't get to it, I'm sure you've got some time." <laughs> since uh, I I wanted to bring this back a little bit, since we have a local Chargers fan on the show today, and I we we talked a little bit about Bosa last week, but I didn't go quite into detail as much as I wanted to. We mostly just made fun of the Eli Manning quote, but. I I did a little bit more research on Bosa since the recording of the last week, and since we have a Chargers fan, I wanted to hear your take on all this whole situation because, from what I've read, I I have I kind of hate the Chargers. Imagine how I feel. (laughs) But uh, we're on day eighteen of the holdout, by the way. Just in case anyone was wondering, Um, basically what the situation is is. It's not about money, which is weird in these kind of holdouts. It's about it's about two yeah. things. It's about offset language in the contract, which basically means if the Chargers cut him before the fourth year option and he signs with another team, the Chargers get that money back. So Bosa can't double dip and get paid by both teams. And the other issue mm-hmm. is uh, it's called a signing bonus deferment which means they would pay most of Bosa's signing bonus this year, which would be at the end of December, and then pay the rest of it at the beginning of the, of the 2017 league year, which would be in early March. And the thing is, he, he wants either of those things. He wants either, either offset yes. language in the contract, or he wants the whole signing bonus. And he's told the Chargers, we want one of these things. Because going back to the CBA, mm-hmm. which was signed in 2011, I believe, and uh, every top yeah. five pick from 2012 until 2015 all had at least one of those things. They never had both, but they had at least one. So one Bosa's other. team is going yeah. to mm-hmm. the Chargers and saying, there's precedent here. I want my money or I want my offset language. And the Chargers are basically saying, right. mm, we don't want to do things that way because we've never done things that way. They've also never had a top five pick since the since the CBA was signed. <laughs> yeah. Well, well right. It... Which is why which is why the argument that I've read uh, from Spanos that like we've we've made a point to never do this with any of our first round draft picks. You've never had a top. This is not a normal yes. situation for you, right? Yeah. You can't use that same argument. Your last top five draft pick was Rivers, wasn't uh... it? Yes, it was. It was Philip Rivers back in 2004. Who also held out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing that amazed me when I was doing a little research on this. I found out that there have been more holdouts yeah. well, against the Chargers yeah. than any other Ladanian franchise. Danian Tomlinson in 2001 held out for, uh, I believe it was 30 days. Philip Rivers held out for 25 days. Quentin Jammer in 2002 held out for 50 days. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Sean Merriman held out for about 12 days. So this is nothing new for this organization. And you cannot put it on the GM because the GM, it was three different GMs with all those players. You can't put it on the coaches. It's squarely on the shoulders of Dean and John Spanos. And Mm -hmm. when you treat your players like this, and it's it's not just the draft picks, it's running Eric Weddle out of town last, last year. Oh, for right. no reason. Yeah. I still yeah. I'm waiting for an explanation. Um, it's trading away Junior Seau for pennies. It's it's running mm-hmm. Ladanian Tomlinson out of town because you wanted to franchise Darren Sproles for some reason. <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> yeah, Ladanian Tomlinson is the greatest player this team has ever had, and he flat out refused to become a part of the team again until AJ Smith was fired. And it's yeah. firing a coach that goes 14 and two. Because yeah. you lose yeah. a playoff yes. game to the Patriots. Jesus. It's really hard to beat the Patriots in the playoffs, as we've all seen. <laughs> Is it? Is okay. it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yes, I think it's pretty easy, guys. Come on. <laughs> but I, it's just, just such a... Spanos is really cheap. Yes. And you're mentioning all these examples, and I'm also just thinking about 
what he was doing with trying to move the team to L.A. And the fact that he's trying to screw the city over for the funds because he's cheap. Like they didn't. It's like they almost didn't get accepted into L.A. because he was too cheap. I I do. I do have to say that uh, I believe it was in January when that whole meeting took place where they announced the Rams were going to move to L.A. And seeing Dean Spanos and Mark Davis just standing there knowing that they got screwed over by their own by their own little billionaires club was really cathartic. They le- they left yeah. that press conference while it was still going on. It was great. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things about the Bosa holdout that I, I'm completely on his side for because it 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 feels I if I was I no offense to your team, but if I feel like if I was about to go on the Chargers, I'd be kind of leery. Oh, definitely. How do how do the people in that locker room feel? Because they've they're being toyed with about whether or not they're going to move. They have no idea what's happening. This this front office is obviously cheap and doesn't seem to care too much about them. Like I can't mm-hmm. imagine that the players on that team in that locker room feeling competent, feeling strong in their position. And if I'm Bosa, I'm looking at that and I'm getting a little nervous. Well, th- you're never going to get a true answer from the players because you know what they're all going to say. They're going to give the same yeah. canned line. And what's what it seems like Spanos has done, he picks favorites. Philip Rivers has nothing but great things to say about the Chargers organization. Um, Antonio Gates has nothing but great things to say. Malcolm Floyd before he retired. But everybody else is... It's <laughs> This is really hard for me to say. But if I was Bosa, I would not sign with this team. I would hold... Because the, the deadline for him to be for his rights to be traded has passed so his, his next yeah, course yeah, of action yeah. is to basically sit out the entire year and be redrafted next year which he's we all know he's not going to do that no he's it it's eventually going to come down to him caving because well, he wants and, to play and as soon as Wait. um i believe it's in two and a half weeks is when he starts losing signing bonus money which yeah. right. he's going to cave before that. And it sucks because he's completely in the right here. He is. Right. And, and Absolutely. I understand the Chargers' perspective on, well, first off, you're drafting a guy and you're putting him in, you're drafting a 4-3 defensive end. And you're putting him on a 3-4 team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're asking him to learn a completely new position and to basically anchor a defensive line that was awful last year. And you're doing yeah. all you can to keep him out of camp. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's such a weird hill to die on. I, it, in, the one in my the, opinion. The thing that strikes me is in many ways Bosa was considered the best player in the draft. Like if the yes. if quarterbacks and quarterback importance wasn't such a thing, there was a very good chance he would have gone first because Bosa was pretty much viewed for a good portion of the year and part of the draft process as the best player yes. coming out. And they're they're just screwing him over like this they and i don't understand what's so bad about just giving him one of these two requests that's what baffles me bosa i think he has to be looking at both ezekiel elliott and carson wentz the two players that were drafted right before him and right after because they they accepted contracts Mm -hmm. that had neither the offset language or the signing bonus deferments they're the first ones to do it so he has to be looking at them he's like what are you doing guys right yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, especially Ezekiel Elliott and his teammate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were my bro, man. You were my bro. So, and, and what that does, that yeah. gives the Chargers precedent now. It's like, these players accepted things without, so why can't you? And Bosa's saying, I'm, I'm glad Bosa's making the stand, and I would really hope that it continues, but... We all know who blinks True, first. True, but it, at the same first. time, it's not a good look for the team, and although it might not... It, this might hurt Bosa in the end. Teams have reputations, right, of being teams that people either want to play for or do not want to play for. And it's not good for a team to have this kind of holdout scenario. Because, yeah, you might be able to draft a, a rookie, but people aren't going to want to be signed by your team. People aren't going to want to be traded like to your team. They're not going to want to play for you if if this is how you are treated. It just really makes me wonder about the whole Eli situation because obviously yeah, we're never going to get the full story on that. But I I really do wonder what generated all of that and like what they knew that we as the general public don't. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what caused them? Because that's one of the few cases yeah. where the player 
forced a move against yes like power played like the one of the few times the player actually power played and got what the player wanted yeah and and you know going beyond the players let's not forget that there's a vote in san diego coming Mm -hmm. up this year Mm. that's right (laughs) a vote a vote that currently needs a two-thirds majority to actually approve the referendum to build a stadium here if this team gets off to an 0 and 4 one in four, one in five start. Do you think there's any chance that vote's going to pass? No, it's not. It's not. I mean, the best way to get people involved in the team is to win, but it's hard yes. to win when you have a culture and, that seems as toxic as the Chargers currently seem to have. It, and it ma- it makes me so disappointed because if I just look at this team on paper, I see a team. I don't see a four and twelve team like we were last year. I see a good team. Maybe not, maybe not a twelve and fourteen, but I see a team that could challenge for a wild card spot, because the the problems with the team last year were on the defensive line and on the offensive line, and it wasn't the lack of talent; it was a lack of health. Yeah, your offensive line. I, I watched a lot of games with a Chargers fan I know up here, and it 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 seemed like your entire offensive line was made out of paper. I even drew a comic with you as what as a replacement offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Half of that was health, and half of that was not having an NFL starting caliber center, which we have now with Matt Slauson, who was an amazing get in free agency. I forgot he went there. And on the, yeah, and on the defensive side, last year we had Corey Legit, who's still really, really good. We had Sean Lissamore at nose tackle. I'm sure none of you know who that is. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Kendall Reyes, another just a guy on the other side. Replace that with Corey Legit still. Brandon Meebane from the Seahawks. And supposedly Joey Bosa, that's an instant upgrade on both sides of the line. Yeah. And and with the division, I don't think this division is going to be anything special. Uh, the, it's no. hard to tell I mean, because I feel like the Raiders are completely up in the air on whether they'll not they'll be good. Because they're, they're kind of a dark horse candidate for the playoffs this year from a lot of people. But they they could also easily fall apart. Like, I I can't get a bead on the Raiders at all. I don't think many Jack people Del can. Rio. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs all be wild card competitive as they seem to be. Yeah, that's what Andy Reid does. Mm -hmm. They they won't. They don't have what it takes to get beyond like the wild card first or second round of the playoffs at best. And Denver, Denver's defense, it's still going to be really, really good. Yeah, but I I forget where I saw this, but every going year by year, the best defense in the league are a lot more varied than the top offenses. Yeah. And it's it it would be dishonest to think that Denver's defense is going to do that again. Right. It, it probably will not. I don't see it. And then the offense, like we, I mean, we past few weeks we've been shitting on how bad Peyton was last year. But the one thing we we have to admit is that Sanchez or Simeon or Lynch, none of them have Peyton's brain. No. Which was no. one Peyton's no. one still advantage last season was he still had his brain. He may not yeah. have had the body and the physical ability anymore, but he still knew when to audible. He still knew how to do that and well, so I remember but, week seventeen last year when Brock Osweiler started against San Diego and fumbled three times, they put Peyton back in and he completely yeah. changed the offense around. And yep. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a few but, players can read defenses better. In I don't my think opinion, anyone's ever been able rather. to. Yeah, no, yeah, that <laughs> that guy spent so much time in a film room. It he insane. actually liked like, being in the film room. Yep. Yeah, but it if was, you if you look at the the other three quarterbacks in the division, Philip Rivers is by far the best quarterback in that division. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. It, Derek Carr is he might be there one day. He's not there yet. Nope. Smith Alex Smith is, is Alex Smith. Smith Smith is Smith. <laughs> He's captain check down, and then. Butt fumble or yeah. Northwestern guy, or, or, or former Northwestern quarterback. I've told people I don't. I'm not expecting the playoffs this year. I mean, I'm expecting an eight and eight team. If mm-hmm. you know, if things, I I can see that. If things stay healthy, if everyone stays healthy, especially the offensive line, but I could see us going one way. I could see. And if we go eight and eight, I really hope it's eight and zero, and then zero and eight because that helps the folks. <laughs> <laughs> sure. As soon as they pass the bill, the team just tanks. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of promise on the offensive side. Keenan Allen, if he stays healthy, he's going to oh, lead. Keenan Allen's a stud. He's going to lead the league receptions this year if he stays healthy. And wow. we we have 
Antonio Gates for two more years, and he's still a red zone target. I think he, mm-hmm. I think he's staying around because I think he wants to break Tony Gonzalez's touchdown record. He's only seven behind him. But even when he retires, we have this tight end named Hunter Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Okay, yeah. so a little backstory to the listeners. There's a little in joke between me and Ross when I did the draft cards in for the draft in 2016 i always draw projected first rounders and none of the lists i saw had hunter henry projected as a first rounder even though he was projected as a top tight end so i i never got around to drawing him first tight end taken. but i did end up drawing derrick henry because sometimes teams are stupid enough to take the heisman winner even if they're not first round material you take a run back and to the first round don't you so <laughs> yeah so Hunter Henry was one of the first players in the draft that I did not have a card for, but I had a card for Derrick Henry like immediately after it, and Ross has given me shit for that ever since. <laughs> but but he he was the top tight end in the in the draft last year, and by all accounts, and from what we've seen from Ladarius Green's ever since he's joined Pittsburgh, I think San Diego made the right call in letting him go. And then the running game, yeah. it has to be better. It has to. There. Danny Woodhead and Brandon Oliver are studs, and there's some other guy in the backfield that I don't care for too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love Danny Woodhead. I, I don't think I don't think people I, can I, not like Danny Woodhead. <laughs> no, my favorite Danny Woodhead moment was a little skit he did for NFL.com. I, it may not have been NFL.com. It may have been for something I, like Sports Authority or something. They took him into a Sports Authority and they made him like a casual like store wandering salesman like one of the people who like asks you are you finding everything okay just like in the Patriots section while he was still in the Patriots and he was trying to sell people Woodhead jerseys and people are like I don't know who that guy is like I don't I don't know this somebody recognized the name on the jersey but didn't recognize the fact that he was actually talking to the player because he he, he, he just looks like a dork he's just he looks like a little yeah. like a little shrimpy guy he's got like college goatee like he's he's so he doesn't look like a he football doesn't. player at all and it's he fantastic. totally doesn't and, and totally one more thing not. i'll say about this team because i we've turned this last half hour into chargers talk but <laughs> um <laughs> on defense if you have the ability go back last year and watch the steelers chargers game it was a monday night game and jason verrett he's a second year corner out of tcu he is the only person I saw all of last year completely shut Antonio Brown down. And I know Michael Vick was throwing him the ball, but <laughs> the coverage was still really, really good. I think he has the ability to be maybe not a Richard Sherman or, you know, one of those elite guys, but a top-tier corner. And I'm really excited this year to see him. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, I, I from what I've heard about Verrett, he seems pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. As Absolutely. we uh, wind down here a little bit, I just I kind of wanted to have a little fun at the end of this here because we had a lot of fun last week with Spilly just arguing about food for the last 10 minutes. So for this, I kind of want to... I have a food hot take that's probably going to piss both of you off. Oh, I, 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 I'm almost convinced oh, I'm it's going to piss Ross off. I don't know if Sam's going to agree with me or not. Oh, man. But I'm generally disappointed in Sam in general, so I'm just assuming he's going to disagree with me. <laughs> I'm just... sorry. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out straight out and say it. Fish tacos are bad. Actually fish tacos are good. No. Fish tacos are disappointing for disappointing people. I well, agree with Dave. Oh my god I don't like there's so oh okay. Well <laughs> come on man. You live in San Diego I... though. That's Yes. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's a different bad opinion, Fish tacos dude. are incredibly disappointing. And here's my argument for it. Please, please, because... Basically, they are an inferior way to eat both fish and tacos. If I want fish, I don't want it in taco form. It usually tastes better in other forms. If I want a taco, I want beef. This is just a mediocre combination of the two. So and the from... fish that is in fish tacos is usually... Fish tacos are the Ryan Tannehill of food. Wow. That is... They, they're just there. You, you go you go to a place that has fish tacos. You're like, oh, I think I'm going to get the fish tacos. Maybe it'll be good. And then you have to sit there and you just have to wait. And 
hope that you make a better choice next time, even though it wasn't. <laughs> See, I'm awful. gonna disagree with you here because even though I don't like fish, to say that it's an inferior form of eating both things, that's just that's just completely not true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean yeah. it, that's like saying that bacon is an inferior way to eat pulled pork. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different It's form. a different thing. Yes, I, I agree with that. The thing is, with fish tacos, what you get that you don't get with another preparation of fish, unless you make it Is disappointment. No, dude, come on. <laughs> like, like a fish taco with like a good crema and like lime a, a like a, a pickled wedge. coleslaw kind of thing and lime wedge. Yeah, like the the acid bright. Not every time. I don't. Every time I want a taco, I don't want something that's you know pork or or beef or something like red meat that's really really heavy with like you know. To you make... want something a little lighter, a little. Yeah, summery. exactly, exactly. That though, I will say. I will say, uh, fish tacos should only be made with either tilapia or like some other fish like tilapia. If you're doing a salmon fish taco or like a tuna fish you're taco. You're wasting salmon. You're, yeah, you're really wasting it. Unless well, it's like well, a fancy well, tuna, like raw, raw tuna wonton taco that's a weird sushi fusion thing. Like whatever. Fuck you if you want to spend $30 on a on a you know, fish taco, more power where, where, to you. Where are you getting these fish well, tacos? See, this is the one yeah. thing that I hear that I knew as soon as I said it, that was going to go through everyone's mind because I brought this up on Twitter a few months mm-hmm. ago and I got pretty much the same amount of angry people coming back at me. Basically, it's, well, you haven't had the right fish taco. Oh, no, 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 no. And, I don't, I'm not going to say that. Here, I haven't had, you're right, I haven't had a good fish taco yet because there are no good fish tacos. Okay, buddy. <laughs> it's, called, it's called making them yourself. I, that's Try also open a true. <laughs> open a cookbook. I've tried so many different fish tacos on friend recommendations that they swore were going to change my mind about fish tacos. And every single time I've been like, I would have preferred something else on the menu. And that's... It sounds like you're a very disappointing friend. <laughs> Ouch. You're not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, it's just whenever I go to a place and I see fish tacos on a menu, I'm never looking at it like that's what I want over anything else Mm. on this menu. So to me, I think it comes back to the argument. It's the same argument as we made about pizza. If I'm in the mood for for a uh, beef or pork taco, I'm not in the mood for a fish taco. And if I'm in the mood for a fish taco, I'm not necessarily in the mood for a, a beef or pork taco. They, The flavor they profiles are so different that they might as well be different foods. It's, uh, it's It just scratches an entirely different itch. I don't like the way fish tastes in a taco. Do you I, like fried fish? Yes. I you like just fish. have something I love tortillas. seafood. I, no, I like so... tortillas. <laughs> So I prefer unfried fish tacos. I think a fried fish taco is kind of a waste. Yeah, it is. Actually, most of the fish tacos I've had, especially the ones that have been recommended to me as fantastic, have been unfried fish. Yeah. And the fried fish ones were actually better. I think I need to get out of Southern California because I've never seen an unfried fish taco. (laughs) They're they're good. They're really good. They're like... uh, they're grilled or like blackened. Or yeah, it's, it's usually good. blackened. Yeah, it's good stuff. Learn something new every day. Man, this wasn't nearly as controversial as I was hoping it would be. <laughs> <laughs> we got into we got into like nuance and shit, and that, that that always nuance makes takes less hot. Yeah, it was like a lukewarm uh, take. No, that just it ended up being a Ryan Tannehill of takes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't sell yourself that short, man. Well, with that, we might as well wrap this up. Oh, before so... we do, before we do, there's, oh, okay. there's one thing I, I, I really just do have to mention really quick. We're recording this on uh, on Monday, and recently uh, the women's final in the 3,000-meter steeplechase happened, and yes. America made history. Uh, Emma Coburn got the bronze medal. Yay! So uh, good for her. She ran a 907.63, beaten by uh, a Kenyan and a Kenyan and a Kenyan running for Bahrain um, uh, who uh, she she actually only lost uh, out on the silver medal by about a half second but uh, the gold medalist uh, Ruth Jebet I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong uh, 
she ran about eight seconds faster than uh, than the silver medalist and uh, Emma Coburn. But I, you know, either way, congratulations, Emma Coburn, for uh, for making the uh, the podium. The men's uh, final is going to be on Wednesday, the day this podcast goes up. So if it is up by nine fifty a.m. Uh, Central Time, I think on on Wednesday. Uh, remember to watch it because uh the steeplechase is the official olympic event of intentional sounding the draw play podcast yes it is with that sam you might as well start heading us out yes uh you can follow me on twitter at sam g-r-e-s-z-e-s-e-s-e-s uh i currently write for yardbarker.com as well as gameskinny.com um I'm going to be restarting my Pokemon Cocktails thing, so if you follow me on Facebook, look out for a little live video there. I'm also streaming every week now. Uh, this week I'm probably going to be going on Friday afternoon uh, to avoid any conflict with the NFL, probably around like 5 or 6 central time. So uh, check it out at twitch.tv slash robotsfightingdinosaurs. All right, and Ross, I don't know if you have anything you'd like to pimp out like ways we can follow uh, you yeah my uh rarely used twitter account is um at sa2 underscore k uh, during the football season i'll be a little bit more active and mostly tweeting chargers things but um yeah that's pretty <laughs> much it thank you guys for having me on. Our yeah, thank you it was our our pleasure and of course i'm draw play dave you can find me on twitter at draw play dave on facebook at the draw play comic you can find me on patreon and of course on the draw thank you for listening we'll see you next week